Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you 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 must be so excited. Listen now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Bugle presents The Last Post with Alice Fraser. Hello, posters, and welcome to The Last Post, the final word in this, the most final of worlds. Today's episode marks the 20th of May of the year 2020. On this day in history, in the year 325, the first Council of Nicaea was formally opened, starting the first ecumenical council of the Christian Church. So bear in mind that by the time they decided to get organised about what everyone remembered about Jesus, everyone who remembered anything had already been dead for hundreds of years. On this day in history, in 794, while visiting the Royal Mercian Court at Sutton Wells with a view to marrying Princess Elfthrith, King Ethelbert II of East Anglia was taken captive and beheaded, leading to the classic Mercian saying, never date an Elfthrith if you're an Ethelbert. Celebrations today include <laughs> National Day of Cameroon, so celebrate that by looking up where Cameroon is on a map if you're not from there and berate yourself for your inadequate and Eurocentric mental geography. Your guest today is a returning favourite, disgraced Home Secretary John Luke Roberts. Welcome back to the show. Hello, thank you for having me. It's a, it's a, it's a, well, I'm, I'm here, aren't I? I? I was going to say it's a pleasure, but it's, it's sort of too early to tell. <laughs> it's interesting, you've just come back from your virtual apology tour after the last thing that you said that you needed to apologise for. Yes. How's um, that been going? Well, I've got to say, um, so I'll, I'll talk about the apology tour before I talk about what I was apologising for. Um, Zoom is very good for apologies. You can really look people, you know, under the eyes and um and 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 it's much easier to apologize when you don't you don't feel pinned by their gaze um i will say something's happened on zoom when i was unaware that the calls had started and my camera was on which will uh, mean i do need to do another um apology tour for 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 that apology tour um now the original sin 
as it were, why I was um, forced out of the Home Office, um, I, well, as you remember, I changed the um, police cars uh, and the police yes. weren't very happy about it. Um, I thought there was a lot of money going into the engines. Um, I've been watching some television and, you know, we, we took the engines out, <laughs> sold the floors and they, they um, the, the, the police had to uh, move them around with their feet which I thought was good for fitness, for morale, um, is obviously what they did in the Flintstones. I thought it's good enough for the Flintstones, it's good enough for us. Um, and when they've got criminals in the back, the criminals could, could help, could join in, could do the running as well. And that means they're <laughs> you know, contributing to society well. What I didn't really think through, of course, is that the criminals were able quite easily to just crawl out of the, the bottom of the cars and, uh, and escape. Um, yes, and there were some... some terrible scandal where a number of, of serious criminals got out um well serious i don't know you, you say serious uh, some of them were quite really quite funny at a dinner party um but no they did horrible <laughs> they did they, they had done some absolutely horrible um uh, things um, crimes i guess you'd say crimes to use the technical term i hope that's not uh, too much jargon for you crimes <laughs> Well, coming up today, we'll be talking all the latest in government news, and you're our government correspondent for that, John Luke Roberts. But first, some headlines of stories that we won't have time for. And in the news today, druids in lockdown have decided to celebrate the summer solstice at Stonehenge via live stream because nothing says in tune with the glorious cycles of nature like buffering. When the sun rises over the heelstone and falls into the centre of the ancient circle, there will be drone footage and authorities say that orthodox druids may choose to celebrate with home hengers or go super old school druid by winding someone's intestines out around a tree as long as you maintain social distancing during the process. And the mysterious octopus tribes of New New Zealand are launching a new social media platform called Octo Facebook. The platform will allow people to post selfies, status updates and vital statistics. Octo Facebook will also allow you to post your weaknesses and it has a number of fun daily quizzes including favourite weapon, how delicious you think you are and which Harry Potter character would you eat in a crisis. Well, that's all the time we have for the headlines for stories that we don't have time for, because now it's time for your ads. Your ad section now, because humans are evolved to feel like fulfilment is always just around the corner. Cravings, hunger, a deep, aching longing deep inside for the face of the one you once loved and can never see again. Try half a glass of water. Half a glass of water. It won't fix everything, but it'll help a bit. And a new novel is out by self-published romance maven and online bestseller Dancy Lagarde. Part six in the high fantasy romance thriller series The Borders of Wingardrom, The Crystal Throne follows the children of Ganandanar and Draxto, who so memorably conquered the kingdom of Wingardrom in book five, casting out the Dark Lord to his pit fortress in the dark chasm of Lubogram. <laughs> Lark is an orphaned servant girl toiling in the kitchens of the Dark Lord's fortress. Her days are spent obeying the cruel whims of the fortress's many-legged aristocracy, and her nights are spent painting beautiful artworks and doing very good archery. She dreams of escape, but where? Dermion is the rakish son of Ganandanar and Draxto. Raised on stories of battle and triumph, he longs for adventure, but soothes his passionate spirit by banging lots of ladies and loving none. 
When his cousin is kidnapped by servants of the Dark Lord, he follows her into Lobogram to prove his might in arms. When he is chased by guards and almost killed, he can't leave behind the mysterious servant girl who hid him by making out with him in a sexy way at the risk of her own life. Dragged from her lowly position in the depths of the Dark Lord's fortress and dressed in beautiful clothes that show off her creamy breasts and fiery eyes, Lark thrills to find herself a lady in the court of Wingardrum, but she feels like an imposter until her paintings are seen by Ganandanar and Draxtow, who realise she must be the daughter of their loyal minstrel-slash-artist-slash-painter friend, Greg, who, if you remember from the previous book, sacrificed his life to save them. Dermian wants Lark for her creamy breasts and good archery skills, but now she's employed as the court artist and he must go to war. While at war, Dermian befriends a young archer in his legion. He is drawn to the young lad's fiery eyes and gentle spirits. They adventure together, learning respect for one another, and Lark, who is secretly in disguise as the archer, Black, (laughs) pines after the prince. It's not until her shirt is coincidentally ripped open during a fight with the winged wivens of the northern wastes revealing her creamy breasts that Dermian realises the archer he has been befriending is his left-behind love. They must test the ancient legend that two warriors can only tame the western wivens by having sex. But will it ruin their friendship? Will Dermian ever be able to forgive Lark her deception, or will it break the burgeoning trust between them? Will the two of them tame the Wivens and bring them back to fight for Wingardrum? Does anyone remember Dermian's cousin from before? (laughs) Find out in part seven of the high fantasy romance thriller series, The Borders of Wingardrum, to be continued, dot, dot, dot. The Crystal Throne, available in all good book vans and when the clock strikes three. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And that's all the time we have for your ads today, because now it's time for your top story. The last post. Top story, all the latest in government news. John Luke Roberts, our government correspondent from the inside. What is happening in the world of the government right now? Well, um, obviously, there's the stuff we see on the surface. um, But there's also behind that. The government are at home at the moment, most of them. Very few of them are coming in. Um, Some of them are sending in computers um, held by key workers. Um, that, that's, what's, that's what's going to be going on uh, shortly in Parliament. The idea is that they'll fill it so that they can be heard jeering and booing, um, but the politicians <laughs> don't actually want to go in. So they're sending in um, effectively uh, low-paid workers with iPads. And I think that's, I think that's great because the fun's gone out of Parliament at the moment, I think. I, I, the, the great thing about being there was just the sheer amount of of noise, the amount of braying, um, and the, 
the amount of spite, I think. I, I miss that as well. At the moment, it's just people, very few people, talking awkwardly um, to each other. <laughs> and so I'm glad that we can, we can sort that out. Um, the other news, of course... And, and, oh, actually, I'd just like to take this moment. There's a lot of criticism <laughs> of this government at the moment. Now, obviously, I'm not in government. Um, I, I, I was very famously, very... Um, uh, like absolutely dreadful in government, but but <laughs> they say, you know, they're all saying, oh well, they, they they've done the wrong things, they've moved too slowly, they're doing all these. But honestly, these people are human, and I think we need to remember that in government, as long as you're doing the best that someone could do, then great, then well done. <laughs> I mean, I don't mean I, I, I should stress there, not the best you can do. But the best <laughs> that somebody out there, and it can be anybody, their best. And you'll find out that however awfully you're doing, it's always the best somebody could do. And I think that's what we should hold our politicians to. I, I certainly um, think that's what we should hold our politicians to. Well, let's get to the news. Um, so, architecture. Uh, they're taking this time, while there's a bit of emptiness in the Commons, to renovate. And what they're doing is adding... Um, about 260% more corridors. They're increasing the number of <laughs> corridors in Westminster. And I, I just think, I think it's wonderful. I mean, we all, we've all seen the West Wing uh, or clips of it and um, walking and talking, great way to get government work done. But the real advantage of this is we've seen time and time again that the worst moves governments make are when they do things. It's this drive <laughs> to do things. So the more corridors we put in, the less time people will be um, spending in their offices, uh, will be um, spending in the house, and so the less they'll actually be able to to achieve in Parliament. And I really think we'll see the country a much better place uh, for that. So hats off to the architects. Um, uh, uh, I, uh, I was going to make a little joke there are uh, tiny hats off to the architects because of course they build those tiny little buildings um, but I hadn't, haven't had the time to, to think <laughs> it through and my speech writers are, uh, are absent at the moment sadly. Fair enough well that's all the time we have for our top story right now because now it's time for your letters to the editor your letters to the editor now and remember you too can send a letter to the editor at thelastpost at somethingelse.com Dear Alice and less alice guest, that's you today, John Luke. Thank you. It, it has occurred to me that your knowledge of English literature is quite extensive. Considering that you are also a specialist in half-full recipients, I thought I'd ask for your help in understanding what W.B. Yeats meant when he said that Ed, Ezra Pound hasn't got all the wine into the bowl. Is it a compliment? Is it an insult, like when Belgian people say one doesn't have all the fries in the same bag? Wouldn't half a bowl of wine be good enough? More importantly, should we drink wine in bowls, eagerly waiting for your precious expertise, B? P.S. Good luck to you, Christopher. Uh, John Luke, you have had scandals in the past that were to do with wine. Mm -hmm. um, do you have anything to say to this? I think it's about spitting. Um, because, of course, when you taste wine, you spit it, don't you? Um, and that might as well be into a bowl. So I think it's saying he's not very good at spitting, or at least um, his direction isn't. So uh, it does sound like he managed to get it out of his mouth, which is, of course, half the battle with spitting, but not that he managed to get it into the receptacle entirely. So I think it's uh, a criticism. Yeah. 
Yeah, I my, my my general sense of it, if we want a serious answer, is that W. B. Yeats was suggesting that Ezra Pound might be a a messy writer of poetry in his scope of ambition. Sometimes he may have missed the ball. <laughs> That's all the time we have for your letters right now. Thank you for listening to The Last Post today. We're here in your ears 366 days of this year and we'll be back tomorrow with all the latest news in this dimension. Subscribe to get a new version of this podcast every day and go to the feed to see all the old versions stretching back in time like a memorial to impermanence. If you want to hear more of John Luke Roberts, go back to episode 82 and episode 86 where he did some great disgraced Home Secretary business. John Luke Roberts, thank you for coming on the show. You've been wonderful as ever. Have you got anything to plug? Um, uh, yes, uh, presumably. <laughs> uh, I'll just follow me on Twitter and find out what I'm doing. God knows what it is at the moment. I started drawing carrots yesterday. I think there might be some money in it. <laughs> I'm going to have to check that out. Thank you for listening today. The last post is a something else. Alice Fraser and Bugle Podcasts production. I am Alice Fraser. Find me online at at alliterative on Twitter and Instagram. That's A-L-I-T-E-R-A-T-I-V-E. Or commit to the full Alice Fraser experience by signing up on patreon.com slash Alice Fraser for a behind-the-scenes look at my glamorous life. The executive producer of this podcast is Christopher D. Skinner. His adoring and bedazzled subordinate producers are Harriet Wells and Ped Hunter. As they and we always say, good luck to you, Christopher. I'll talk to you again tomorrow. Also from something else. Mel Gedroich is quilting. Listen to Mel and good friend Andy Bush as they learn a great new skill and tell some brilliant stories, all whilst having some good, wholesome fun. In a nutshell, I took a pair of scissors and I went into my husband's wardrobe. Now, this comes from a shirt that I bought him that I know he doesn't like. So I'm testing him by... Uh, uh, This is brilliant. Yeah, by finding out when he discovers that the shirt has got a big patch out of the back of it. Wow, and which area of the shirt is this taken from? Bottom right. Okay. (laughs) Listen now in Apple Podcasts, Spotify and all good podcast apps. 